0: Hello, and welcome. I feel like we just did this. You always feel that way, Artemis. No, I mean it this time. I'm Bartleby Nehigh, and I'm pretty sure you always think you mean it. And what's that supposed to mean? Are you implying I'm somehow delusional? We're the Kinetic Paranormal Society. A pair of socks in a magic wardrobe, traveling through time and space, investigating the supernatural.
1: Everyone knows you're the delusional one in this duo. You're listening to Metacosmos.
0: And welcome, everybody, to another fantastic episode. There is no everybody. Are you forgetting about Ross, Artemis? Did you forget about Ross? Ross is listening. Ross wrote in to tell us, Hello, Artemis. I'm listening. Believe in me. And you're doubting in Ross when you should be believing in Ross because Ross is real.
1: Okay, everybody but Ross is not real. Oh, that's an absurd statement, Artemis. No, I mean, I mean that everybody that you're... Never mind.
0: Yeah, so, Artemis is wrong, as usual, and we got a special episode today.
1: What makes this episode so special?
0: Well, today's episode is especially for Russ. Are you kidding me? Well, you know, if we know that there's one person listening for sure, then we can maybe direct our content towards our listeners. I mean, listener. Oh, so there's just one. Well, there there could be more than one. And maybe when they realize that we're serving up, like, episodes, especially for, like, special people listening, then they'll be like, wow, I'm special too. I should make sure I chime in and say hello to that amazing pair of socks who are always there for me to give me best
1: um is it advice i wouldn't call it advice
0: well whatever it is we're doing and whatever it is we're providing it's the best and they know it and so they will all be soon like writing into the show just like ross did and that's why ross is gonna have some answers for his questions are you ready ross strap yourself in because uh here we go so um, Ross had some questions, and Artemis, I was thinking, here, I have some correspondence notes with a conversation from Ross, and if you can perhaps read the questions,
1: I can field the answers. Why do you get a field the answers? I think I'm probably maybe more qualified to field answers. is that? I don't know. Anyways, fine, I'll read your questions. Oh, well, let's see what we got here. Do you want to play Questions? Yeah, I have a lot of questions. Ah, but why? Why not? What for? First, we need to make sure that they understand what a question is. Is there anyone else? What is the time? Um, hmm. Is it possible for our meager corporeal brains to fully comprehend the reality of existence? Ah, oh, actually, I do believe we already answered this question. Or, I should say, Isaac answered this question in an episode of My Blue Foot that we featured. Wasn't it called Where No Words Have Gone Before? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, that was an awesome episode. And he kind of, I guess, addressed that one a little bit. But like, yeah, keep reading, keep reading. I think you got to finish.
1: Oh, fine, fine, fine. Um, is it possible for our meager corporeal brains to fully comprehend the reality of existence? You know, the existential stuff, the big questions, the stuff that most religions portend to know. Oh is existence eternal? Why? How are we here? Is there a god? Is there a divine oneness or whatever you want to call it? Um and then there's some some bullet points. Can human minds fully comprehend this stuff? If the answer is no, does that mean that any attempt to definitely explain the answer to these questions are therefore wrong? Oh, and there's a follow up question here. Does logic demand that we all be agnostics? Oh, this is a fascinating question. Yeah, a really easily well worth making
0: an entire episode over. So thank you for reading that to us, Artemis. But let's take it back up to the top. Yes, this was already addressed in the episode called Where No Words Have Gone Before. And we didn't really have a commentary at the end of that episode because it was talking about What's the point of words? Like, come on, do they really say the thing that's so ephemeral? Can they really capture it? So we didn't say much at the end of that because we're like, wow, wouldn't silence be more profound? We didn't necessarily stay silent, did we? Yeah, but we like, we, you know, we tried to keep it to a minimum, like not like go blabbering on about that. But I think now would be a great time to go blabbering on about it. So we're just going to undo the poignancy. Yeah, for sure. Because we're all here in this world, and sure, you can't really define reality with a solid line and say, "There it is. That's the line of reality. Everything on that side's real, and everything on that other side is not real." Like, you know, you can do that if you like, you want, and you kind of have to, though. Like, it's it's drawing the line is always going to be not necessarily in the right spot, but you're going to need to draw some sort of line. On reality, just to take another step. Because you're going to be like, okay, that's the ground where my foot's going to land. And you're really counting on like gravity and the uh, solidness of atoms vibrating. You're kind of really depending on some of those lines being accurately drawable. So yeah, what's the point of being here in this world if we're not going to talk around those lines? and explore them, and that's what Metacosmos is for.
1: So, excellent questions, Ross. Wait, I'm, I'm not following. So you're saying we are going to talk about the unspeakable?
0: Well, yeah. I think there's plenty to address in the way that Ross was talking about like the religions. They're all like, hey, we know what's going on in the unspeakable, and they're trying to create a nice system for everybody to follow, which is like, I I guess kind of nice of them to try, but what they don't understand is probably an ineffable quality about like how everybody's so really hard to generalize about because we're such a diverse spectrum of beings and that in all of the everybody's a really broad scope that no like summarized version of these unspeakable truths is ever going to capture. So, when the religions try to, like, say, we know the answer, what they're saying is is that we have
1: a really good metaphor. Oh, Yes, I can see that, actually. At the base of every single one of those belief systems or a set of metaphors that they've turned into stories. Yeah,
0: and like, stories are great. Like, it'd be really boring. We all were out here in this world trying to make sense of it without any stories.
1: Wouldn't that suck? Okay, you've got me there. I think that would definitely suck. i probably spend a good deal of my time reading stories.
0: Exactly. You love stories. Everybody loves stories. And people who don't love stories, maybe you're telling stories or they're living a story. And someone's going to tell about it. So good job on them giving us something to... Maybe, like, amuse our minds with over this broad existence that we're bound to come back to repetitively. So,
1: that's awesome. Hold on just a second there, Bartleby. Yeah. You mentioned that we're bound to come back repetitively, the reincarnation factor. Yeah, yeah. But isn't death and the afterlife supposed to be in the realm of the things that we maybe can't actually talk very factually about?
0: Oh, for
1: sure, yeah then how are you going to claim that reincarnation is, is some sort of guarantee like that? I mean, I do it too, but it seems like some sort of hypocrisy and an overstepping of bounds, in my opinion, from this perspective. I don't think so, because it's like not like any of us know what we're going to
0: reincarnate into. Like, who knows how it actually works in the karmic wheel. Like, just focus on, like... Your feelings and your like challenges in this life as you're living them. Don't worry about past lives because I'm sure all the same problems are still here with you in this one. At least the ones that matter. And yeah, so it's kind of like, yes, this is an illusion. Nothing can really be truly defined. But reality is there so that you can use it to sharpen your own sense of self and connection to everything else in a broader dynamic. So, some things can't be spoken, but we're definitely going to define some of those truths here on
1: Metacosmos. This doesn't seem ethically right. We're just saying that in a world where everything out there can't be spoken, may or may not be true, and that we have some sort of truth here.
0: No, I'm just saying that, like, everyone's offering stories, and the stories are really cool, and. Through the stories, there's metaphors, and the metaphors are where we, like, start to get a sense of what truth is. Because you can't know some of the more ephemeral things, but you can create metaphors for them. And through the metaphor, you can kind of get a sense of what that thing that is ephemeral is, or at least one aspect of one metaphor.
1: And it's kind of like that. But don't some metaphors just get stretched a little too far? And then stop making sense. Yes, yes. Actually, that's where the dogma comes in. Oh, dear.
0: Yeah, because when you start like believing in stories as realities, and then you're like, I believe in this thing, and you start like really running with that metaphor, you're gonna apply it in some really cavalier ways that maybe don't really apply to everything because. Metaphors are only metaphors, and they can only go so far. But they're really awesome, because they're like the foundation of all of our
1: stories and understandings of everything, really. Oh, I... Honestly, Bartleby, I'm not sure you've answered any questions at all. I feel like this is something of a cop-out. What do you mean? I don't know. It's just some sort of loop of thinking. Well, okay, the difference between the stories that
0: we're telling... And the other stories that are saying, hey, this is the truth. And, okay, yes, uh, the things we're saying are not the eternal truth, but they're, like, really helpful and really versatile because our stories are meta-contextual stories. And so they're based on your consciousness's moment and what you're trying to process because the metaphor is true for a moment and to a degree. And you just make sure you don't overstep
1: it. Like, be, like, self-critical. Be aware and... But yeah, something like that. Bartleby, please. Ross is out there listening with real curiosity and this is not the time to disappoint him. Okay, so don't be disappointed, Ross. Please. There, I did it. See, Ross is gonna not be disappointed. Bartleby, come on. Please, can we just get on to the next part of the question? What was the next part of the question? What does it all add up to? How would I know? What do you ask? Are you serious? For that matter... Do you have any questions? Here's the question. What is space? Well, okay, let me see. After the part about religions... Uh, oh, is existence eternal?
0: Okay, that's actually a really good question. Because <laughs> eternal, I think it has to do with relativity. Because you got your zero to infinity scale of eternal... But you've also got your zero to one scale of infinity because you can forever infinitely get closer to one from zero or zero to one, depending on which direction you're going. You can get infinitely closer to them without ever arriving at either. So it's like an infinite counting to infinity in the same way that infinity is a counting. And we would never know if the imagined infinity that we're reaching towards when we think that we're inside of like A set of numbers that's going to keep going up, 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 up. We would never know if it was really that. Or if we were actually inside of the number zero and one. And that we were never really going to reach one. Because that's like the eternal hole of like everything. And yeah, you couldn't tell the difference. Like that's why zero, one, and infinity. You would never know what the difference was. But the answer to the universe is probably one of those three numbers. Anyways, but yeah. So. Is existence eternal? Well, yes, of course. Because, like, in the moment that you exist is your eternal life. Like, that's the whole thing. And no life lived is less eternal in its time scope from when it began to when it reached to one and stopped counting. And that was infinity. Um, Yeah, everybody's an eternal life, in a sense.
1: Huh. Does that help anyone as an answer?
0: Yes, it helps Ras. Wait, right, Ras! Yeah. See?
1: That helped Ras. Ras believes me. I swear. Ras totally believes me. Okay then, well, we have more question here. You have to ask questions. Do you have any other questions for me? Who do you think you are? Every question must have a definable answer and What is that? Well what are you driving at? I intend to find those answers. What's that? Why, how are we here? Oh, I like the how part. Yeah, we've gotten the why are we here one before, and I think we covered that in our very first episode. What is the Metacosmos? Yes, I think we did cover that. And well, personally, I think we've covered it in several many episodes. Has Ross ever listened to our show before? Yeah, Ross has definitely listened to the show before. Like, I'm sure lots. But, I mean, does Ross actually... Listen to, like, the whole thing and find out what he's kind of gotten himself pulled into. Um, I, I can't say for sure,
0: but I'm pretty sure
1: that Ross is a long-time listener. What if Ross just jumped in, heard one episode, wrote in, and suddenly is hijacking this show? Have you thought about that? No, no. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not what's happening. Anyways, so, yes. How are
0: we here? I liked the how part. I think that generally has something to do with energy and the states of matter in which energy forms into atoms and molecules. And those molecules are doing something crazy with, like, the way that atomic bonds happen. And somewhere in there, the molecules start coiling around each other into helixes that then self-replicate. It's really crazy. And I'm going to skip a lot of steps, but somewhere in there um, equals Ross. Yeah, because Ross is everyone.
1: Uh-huh. Well, then, I don't think that really counts as an answer. Go on to the next question. I'm on a roll. I think, I think this is amazing. Oh, I don't think you know what amazing means. We really need to get that dictionary in here. All right, then, here we are. What in God's name is going on? What do you ask? What is it, Papa? And how can it be so powerful if it's invisible? Is there a God? Or we'll call it a universal truth, some divine oneness, or whatever you want to call it, something like that. Is there something like that? And sure, I think there is, but but it's probably some sort of metaphor now that I think about it. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, there's lots of metaphors that you could probably say equal God, depending on your favorite metaphor. So, I think the answer is, yes, the metaphors are all true, as long as you don't take them too far, and you can pick a favorite metaphor, and that metaphor is God. Because it's your favorite of all the metaphors ever. But, you know, don't be too quick to pick a favorite metaphor. Like, just experience all of the metaphors all at once. Just get into it and like live the life of knowing that there's metaphors for all of us to experience all at once. And in that moment, you might be experiencing every metaphor ever. And that would probably be the closest metaphor to God of all the metaphors.
1: Is that your favorite metaphor? That all the metaphors collectively would be God? Yeah. That's a really cool metaphor.
0: Wow. Yeah, I, I have a new favorite metaphor for
1: God. That, yeah, awesome. Thanks, Ross. That was cool.
0: Okay, on to the next question.
1: You could at least say please.
0: Um, please. On to the next question, Artemis. All I do is ask questions just like you do. That's the most important thing.
1: Can you answer the question?
0: Anybody could do right. that. Do you want to play questions?
1: Oh, right then. Here we are. Can human minds fully comprehend this stuff? Oh, it's kind of a summary of all of the bullet points we've been covering. What do you think? Do you think Ross is comprehending what we've said so far?
0: Yeah, I think Ross has followed perfectly. And I probably has more questions by now. I would definitely say Ross is a very curious, curious So Perhaps we could, like, give Ross a title.
1: What do you think Ross's title could be? I don't know, something like Grand Inquisitor or something. Something really cool. Grand Inquisitor? Do you think maybe Ross should pick their own title? Ooh. Okay, Ross, think about your title. Okay,
0: Grand Inquisitor's gonna think about his title. And, um, is there any more question or did we cover it?
1: Uh, let's see. Can the human mind fully comprehend? I don't think you answered that.
0: I think Ross answered it. For himself when he heard all these cool answers and was like, wow, that's awesome. I'm following. I understand exactly what Bartleby's talking about because I know what metaphors are.
1: But I think we should draw a line. I think there's, there's some things that maybe can't be comprehended.
0: Well, maybe, but like that's just when you know to stop and go, oh, hold on, hold on. The metaphor doesn't work anymore. We've reached dogma. That's the part that's kind of hard. Some people miss it. Some people just blast right by that line and they don't comprehend that it's even there. And that's how they miss the experience because, like, come on, reality's real. There's, like, a stuff happening. There's a world building. There's growing plants that people have to eat. And it's, like, there's no workaround around that. It's, like, really real. So to a degree, you at least have to know how to find food, if not grow your own food, or know somebody that knows how to, grow food, or know somebody that knows somebody that knows how to grow food, or know somebody that moves food in a truck because they know somebody that knew someone that grows food. You know, like, it just kind of goes on and on and on, and it's this intricate web of um, feeding yourself when you're hungry so that you can keep on living, and whether or not you believe in any of the lines of reality, again, like, Where do you draw the line on reality? Well, maybe it's when you get a nice meal and a cozy bed. And even if you don't have those things, there's kind of a sense that you're going to have to get there. And you got to like do it and get to it and be part of it. Like that's real. That's reality. Like even if you let go of that sense of reality, you're like, it's all an illusion, man. Like, that's going to lead you to sitting under some tree until you waste away and some nuns find you and have to feed you. And then you get to, like, sit under a tree and have an epiphany that there's a middle path.
1: And, like, we've all been
0: there, right? So, here we all are after having been there. And it's cool. It's really nice to, like, get to the point where you don't take the metaphors too far. Because that's how you end up starving.
1: Yes, indeed. Okay, then. Well, um, part two of the summary bullet points, if the answer is no doesn't that mean that any attempt to definitely explain the answer to these questions are therefore wrong? And does logic demand we all be agnostics?
0: Well, was the answer no? I don't think the answer was no. I think that the answer is, yes, we can comprehend this stuff. And, oh, oh, actually, you know it. Now that I think about it, if you do go blasting past the line between metaphor and dogma, and you just go, wow, past the line, I would say that it would be better to be an agnostic. If, if it's one or the other, and to a degree, maybe a little agnosticism is how we find the line. That's like where it is. Like you're like smelling for the line between your metaphor and your dogma, and you use it with just a little bit of skepticism.
1: I don't know if it's skepticism is the word you're looking for. What? Let's what's with the word skepticism. You want to be a little, I, d- I doubt it. Well, there's something that can lead to a little bit of cynicism if you're like doubting everything. And I think agnosticism would be, in its purest state, would be somehow speculating and doubting just a bit in a balance. Yeah, there's that middle path again.
0: There it is. That's what Buddha was talking about. So the middle path that Buddha was maybe alluding to could have perhaps been. To be just down the middle enough to, like, use the metaphor, but not so down that crazy line that you blow your metaphor out and stop making any sense in reality. Yeah. Wow. I'm just so impressed by Buddha's middle path right now. I didn't
1: realize it was such a good metaphor. Well, then. Oh, so thank you so much for listening, Ross. I hope that we've satisfied your need for MetaCosmos. Perhaps if you could just write in and let Bartleby know that you don't need MetaCosmos anymore because we've pretty much summarized it up. Yes, just write in and let us know that.
0: Yeah, so don't do that, Ross.
1: I'm sure that you, the Grand Inquisitor,
0: have come up with more questions. And you're out there, like, like sharpening your metaphorical um, wit to come back with another response that can take this to another whole new level of metaphors. Yeah, yeah, that's a good metaphor for it. Sharpening your wit. Awesome. So yeah, and anyone else who's listening to this and is super jealous that Ross now has a title and his own line of episodes, you too can get in on this game right into the show. Let us know what you're thinking is going on on Cosmos, the best, awesomest podcast that you can't wait to tell all your friends about and is amazing. And you give, like, big, great reviews, too.
1: Bartleby, I think you're stretching this metaphor too far and you've reached well into the dogma region to even believe that there's anyone else listening but Ross. Well, um, prove him wrong, everybody.
0: Like, hurry up. Like, We can get titles for everyone. We're going to do this. It's going to be awesome. Okay. So, thanks all for listening to MetaCosmos. I'm Balabini Nihai, and I'm here with my brother, Artemis. Oh, please, don't, don't mention me. And you guys are awesome. And this show is made from support, like listeners like Ross. Thank you, Ross. You're awesome. And thank you, everyone else, no matter how silent you may be. I know you're out there. And I know that you're going to be writing in way more often. I can feel it in my, um, bones. Anyways, um, let's just wrap this up. So, yeah, you can support this show in every kind of magical way by doing awesome stuff, specifically listening to it, telling us you listen to it, telling other people you listen to it. I think that would actually even be more helpful. And, um... You should probably mention the Patreon Oh, yes, yes, because we are uh, produced by Isaac Bluefoot, you should go to Patreon.com Bluefoot and check out what's going on there. Isaac Bluefoot is awesome, and he produces several podcasts for us, and you can listen to them all at KineticParanormalSociety.com. Go there, check it out. There's like a whole series of podcasts. They're super awesome, and he even does his own podcast he does a Superman unauthorized biography of Clark Kent it's called Superman Son of L and you can go to sonoflpodcast.com or just look up Superman Son of L at like everywhere you listen to podcasts I'm pretty sure it's there it's E-L like L oh, hello <laughs> something like that and yeah so also additional support for MetaCosmos comes from Humble Hot Air org is an awesome place where you can you know get into the world and listen to it from wherever you're at that has an internet connection and you'll find some music or you might find some interesting conversations and you might even find the Kinetic Paranormal Society because we're out here just loving you from a distance because you guys are so cool and thanks for loving us from where you're at so bye bye I love you
1: you know, I think that Ross is probably going to not need this anymore. Seriously, right? go ahead, Ross, and just let Bartleby know. Stop it, stop it. Ross loved this episode, and he can't wait to take on his mantle as Grand Inquisitor. I think you're putting a lot on Ross's shoulders.